Welcome back to Yeah, that can't be good. A rewatch podcast of the sci-fi original series Eureka. Let's get going. Hey, it's Doug with the TV Guide Synopsis. Season 5, Episode 2, The Real Thing. Carter and Andy are jailed for trying to steal a piece of equipment to complete a device that Kevin has assembled to search for the Astraeus crew. Meanwhile, Holly comes up with a dangerous theory. Original air date, April 23rd, 2012. Creators Jamie Paglia and Andrew Cosby. Written by Bruce Miller and directed by Michael Robeson. All right. Hi, we're back for Season 5, Episode 2, The Real Thing. I'm Vicki, and I'm here with my co-host, Skip. Hello there. After the big reveal in last week's episode, we find out that in the real Eureka, the Astraeus is still missing. Yes. They have only been missing for a month. Carter has Allison's kids. Henry and Carter are still working on finding the crew. Kevin has an idea of building some sort of contraption using strangelets. Strangelets, yes. To find the path of the ship, but is stealing equipment to build it. Senator Wynn, in this version of Eureka, calls off the search only after the month instead of the year Carter tells Allison about in the virtual Eureka. After Carter stops Kevin from building his device from stolen equipment, Henry looks over the plans and says it can actually work. Which is the second time Kevin did something to fix something. Yeah. And he's getting yelled at or punished. If somebody else is looking but at Kevin it, Kevin did hey. it with the rocket ship. Right. Yeah. This can work. He's a smart kid that yeah. time. So the town comes together and donates or steals equipment to complete the device. Andy helps. Yeah. But he and Carter get locked up and have to be rescued by Joe, who comes back to town after receiving the pile of messages Carter left for her at her childhood home. So we bounce back and forth between reality and virtual Eureka. Yeah, the Matrix. In virtual Eureka, Allison notices unexplained glitches. Vincent walks through a counter, and there's a dragon. Mm. Both Holly and Allison see the dragon glitch. But Holly gets scraped by it, so they don't know what to think, if it's real or not. Back in the evil lab, we learn that the glitches are from the strain on the system from having 21 instead of 20 20 crew members hooked up to the virtual system. Grace begins to think something is not right with Henry. He seems to be trying to keep her from going over the flight data. Zane invents some sort of net device to capture the dragon. Beverly and the evil lab people are elated. Everything the crew discovers or invents in virtual Eureka belongs to their group. When they catch the dragon, Henry tells Grace that her data was taken away by the DOD, so she is really convinced something is really wrong with Henry. Kevin and Henry finish building Kevin's device in the real Eureka, The scans show nothing, and they think they're too late. Carter, Andy, and Joe, fresh from their prison break, show up to tell them that they now believe it was a heist and not sabotage. So they need to scan Earth, not space. They find the trail as Senator Wynn shows up to arrest them again. She offers to call for backup, and they all go out to follow the trail. They arrive to find the ship, but no crew, as if someone told them they were coming. Carter then realizes that Senator Wynn is behind everything. Back in virtual Eureka, Holly notices that her injury was gone and then reappeared in front of her eyes. After a lot of back and forth with herself and Carter, she realizes what's going on. Carter kills her in the virtual world while Senator Wen kills her over Beverly's objections in the real world. So Holly's dead. That hurt, man. Holly, one of my favorite characters of all time. But let me tell you what it looks like to me when Jack Carter kills somebody. I mean, (laughs) 
other than Carter Henry's my favorite character, but Jack Carter is my favorite character, yeah. and I love Colin Ferguson. I've seen Colin Ferguson play evil in Haven. He was William, and he was evil, but he wasn't Jack Carter. Yeah. Jack Carter killed somebody. Yep. And even though it's virtual, Eureka, it's Jack Carter. Yep. That was horrible, and that was a horrible ending. I mean, it wasn't horrible, it was good. Yeah. But it was a devastating <laughs> yeah. ending yeah. to see Holly just laying but there. But I was like, oh my God, they killed off Holly. I know. But I thought, that can't be right. <laughs> that can't be right. Okay, that's it. Episode over. We're too depressed to go <laughs> on. distraught again. <laughs> so this episode, and I can't remember all of them, but there was a couple of things that brought us back to previous episodes. Like Carter watching the reenactment of the... Yeah, because that was the reenactment they, they were doing with, with uh, Kim. With Kim, it, yeah. It, yeah, there were other things. they do the reenactments a lot. Well, I remember them doing it once or twice. I remember Henry doing it over and over and over again for a month Yeah, with Kim's accident. And yeah. Carter's doing this over and over and over again yeah. for a month trying to figure out what happened with Allison. Yeah. It kind of, to me, was purposeful, like yeah. a flashback to... Another previous episode. episodes. Yeah. You know. And there were other things, and hopefully I'll remember them as we go on. So this walkabout thing makes me nuts. <laughs> the walkabout? It makes me nuts. When she first left town, yeah. I said to Doug Granley, all of your friends are taking off faster than light to a dangerous planet, and you don't even stay to see if everybody's all right. You leave before they even take off. Well, she assumes everything is going to be How does she assume? Everything that's gone wrong with that. And I said in that episode, if I were going on this mission, I wouldn't be going on this mission. (laughs) All these things that went wrong, the ship didn't even take off yet. There was episode after episode after episode of things that went wrong with the ship. That should be the title of the episode. (laughs) If I were going on this mission, I would not be going on this mission. And she leaves before she knows that they're safe. But that's the point of the walkabout, to leave everything behind Fine. and to find yourself. She could have waited a half hour. A half hour. And then if something happens, then you can't leave. Something doesn't happen, you can't leave. So you'd rather not know that your friends are dead? For the walkabout? Yep. Yep, Stop. exactly. And you don't take a phone? For, you don't take I, a cell phone on a walkabout. I, How many times did she say that? She said it too many times. Here's the number for a cab. You have a nice day. You don't bring a cell phone on a walkabout. You have a cell phone? You don't bring a cell phone on walkabout. <laughs> you drive your car into a ditch. Who are you going to call for help? You're going to die because you don't have your phone. That, you don't again, have to have your phone on again, all day. Again, it's the point of the walkabout. No, sorry. It's Joe taking things to the extreme. In the original concept of walkabout, mm-hmm. you just took your bare necessities And walked out into the desert. I understand that, because I did seek Crocodile Dundee. You have (laughs) no direction, no destination, you're just going. There was also no cell phones at the time, so it wasn't an option. Exactly. I don't know. You don't take a cell phone. I just, that just makes me crazy. My problem with it is she's driving a car. She should have just walked, like Taggart was walking. Yeah, he was walking, she should have been walking with Taggart. Right. Where she I bet got you the she had her ATM card and her credit Probably, card. Though. Yeah, All right, yeah. so bring a damn cell phone yeah. so you know if your friends are alive See, or dead. Well, Carter got in touch with her, though. And that was funny. Yeah. Kind of. Joe seems to have one and only one childhood memory. Yep. And that's it. Yep. And the ladder is still up against the tree. Yes. You would think that someone would have taken down that ladder, cleaned up the yard a little. Well, the old lady's not going to take the ladder down. What? She has no kids? She doesn't have a, a nephew or something that Maybe. can come over and do some yard work we for her? We don't know. 
But I also wondered last week if the kidnapping of the crew was planned, meaning that the entire mission was a scam from the beginning and they never were going to Titan, or if Beverly found out about the mission and hijacked it. But it seems now that That the whole entire thing thing was just a scam from the beginning. I thought maybe it was Beverly. Remember when Beverly's trying to steal information from GD back in Omega Girls? I thought the first time I watched it. I did really think they were going to Titan and that Beverly just hijacked the project when she stole that information from GD. Now we know that. The whole thing from beginning to end because it was uh, Senator Wynn there. It was her idea to go to Titan. Titan, right. And now we know that she's involved in this whole thing. Right. So the whole thing from beginning to end was just a scam to get everybody on the crew because she was involved in picking the crew as well. So here's my question and that one that I wanted to ask episodes ago, but I couldn't until we got to this episode. So because they needed the smartest scientists in the world working for them, do you think that if Joe didn't take her name out of contention that she would have still been picked for the crew? I don't think so. She's not a scientist. I don't think she would have been picked either. Right. That's what I thought. Yeah. If you operate under the assumption that Senator Wynn was handpicking people to be kidnapped, Joe was not going to be one of them. Right, because she's not a scientist. Not that she's not smart or anything, but she's looking for scientists. But they may have picked her if Zane said, well, if she doesn't go, I don't go. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But she wouldn't have made it into the Matrix. Well, maybe they would have just killed her. Yeah. Second question, or third or fourth question... Is this the consortium? And that's why I'm confused. Well, now, the consortium always, always had about, top political guys in there, right, too. Right, but it though. was always about not creating things that can become weapons. It was always about trying to... Re- well, not necessarily. Go, ...to go back not and necessarily, not necessarily not let certain people have control of these weapons. They I put guess, themselves yeah. out as the gatekeepers for all this stuff. Okay. They want the stuff. They just don't want the Department of Defense to have them. Okay. They want to be the ones That's, that are in control. They know better than everyone else. else, and we will hand out these gifts as we as deem we appropriate. Yeah. yeah. I haven't heard them say consortium once, it's, and I wasn't sure if something shifted somewhere. Yeah. Because now it just seemed like they were more interested in weapons. Well, now they're just, they've evolved into bigger and better things. The consortium started as, they didn't want the Department of Defense. It should be about pure science. Right, they were like a watchdog. researchers should be doing science. And then I think over time, you start getting senators and governors, which has always been the case. Yeah. You know, that these people were always involved. They were always keeping track of what was going on at um, GD. Yeah. I almost said Massive Dynamic because I think (laughs) I was just watching Fringe. I love that show. (laughs) I know. That's right, Massive (laughs) Dynamics. (laughs) But I just finished binge-watching Fringe season one to season five. You did the whole thing? I did the whole thing, yeah. We know from Warehouse 13 that Fargo loves dragons. Yes. And, of course, he doesn't want them to kill the dragon. And he's very happy to prove to Holly that That the dragons do exist. Yeah, yeah. Holly doesn't believe it's real, but Fargo's really excited to tell her that it is. Oh, are you here to gloat? Oh, you bet, because I got 2,000 pounds of dragon proof riding on a flatbed truck right now. All right. But you have to admit, it still seems a little impossible. Impossible? Well, impossible is being shipped to a biological habitat as we speak. Okay, Doug, are you finished? Not until you say it. Say what? I'm sorry, Doug. You were right. I was wrong. You don't ever want to have sex again, do you? And it was fascinating to listen to her logic as she's going through all the possibilities until she lands on the correct one. But her correct one was, I don't know. 
Is that the one you're talking? Right before she right. gets killed. She's talking to Carter oh, about, oh, okay. this was here, then it's not. Dragons right. are mythical creatures. I was bitten by a dragon. Oh, 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 oh I'm sorry, Adar. Yeah, isn't that cool? You don't know what kind of dragon bacteria that thing has under its nails. Doug, let's look at this logically. A, my arm totally hurts. B, it hurts because it was scratched by a dragon. C, dragons don't exist. Therefore? Therefore what? I don't know. That's why it's so cool. The first time she says, I was bitten by a dragon, A, dragons are mythical creatures. Right. B, I was bitten by a dragon, which means C, Nothing. I don't know. I don't know, right. That's great. It's the best thing a scientist could ever say. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was kind of ridiculous that Carter would ask Allison to go walk in the woods with him because she's seen the dragon. Like... What does He's it gonna look need like? help identifying yeah. this dragon. There might be two there similar be creatures. Dragon. Is that the dragon you right. saw? Or that's the innocent dragon there. This is the one that you saw attacking. Right. I have five dragons here. You just point to the one that you think. Bring in a sketch artist. It kind of felt like they were keeping Carter and Allison together so Carter could keep an eye on her. Yeah. And the same thing Henry was doing with Grace. The only ones that were being left alone were Fargo and Hound. Right. There was no one there to shepherd them through this. Right. Like I said, I thought it was odd. Well, in this episode, I realized that they have Carter keeping an eye on Allison. They have Zane kind of keeping an eye on Joe. Fargo and Holly didn't need anybody to keep an eye on them. And I thought it was odd that Henry and Grace were together. But Henry was keeping an eye on Grace. And like I said in the last episode, I thought it was odd that they switched partners. Because I thought, in my mind... It would have been easier for them to acclimate to four years in the future without making that huge change. But now seeing this episode, I realized that like Beverly says, they couldn't make a perfect Eureka, so they moved right, it into so the future. Right, so they had to move it into the future. And even though they moved it into the future, you have to imagine if Allison was with Carter 24-7 and Joe was with Zane 24-7, they would notice little differences yeah. that they couldn't perfect. And I think they let Henry and Grace stay together because Henry started this scenario as loony. Yeah. So Grace would have to expect little changes. Yeah. But Grace is one of the first ones to figure out something's not right. Yeah. And I think that was a mistake on their part, keeping them together. Although it would be really weird if they split up three couples. Yeah. They were probably thinking that Henry would be able to keep her in line because Henry being Henry, she would listen to him. But, as Allison said, Henry's the most curious person that yeah. she's ever and met. Yeah, and all of a sudden, and he doesn't all of a really, sudden, I don't really care. care less. So I think they made a mistake keeping them together. Although it would have been really strange if all three couples were split up in yeah. four years. Yeah. You know, if Henry married somebody else. Carter's with Joe, and Joe's with yeah. Matt with Zane. I think they had to keep one couple together. Yeah. And that's probably why they made Henry kind of crazy. It's logical to break up two couples by having the two people get together right. themselves. Right. Now you have to find a third person for right. Henry to get together. I just think it would be really odd for yeah. them. I mean, I guess in reality, Allison... You know what would have been awesome, now that I'm thinking about it? Grace comes home, and Henry's sitting there like Commander Pike. Oh, Oh. Yes or no? Right. But that would have worked out better yeah. for the yeah. consortium because, yeah, because now there you wouldn't have, be any no questions. input. Yeah. Right. I think they made a mistake keeping them together. But then Henry wouldn't be able to initiate the coming out of the whole AI scenario because that was all part of the plan. They needed yeah. to get out of that AI scenario so they can get back to their normal lives. True. But you know what? Allison and Carter are working together, so there's no reason why Grace would refuse to work with Henry if they weren't together. Yeah. That could have still happened, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where they made the 
mistake. Well, the glitches too, but yeah. keeping Grace and Henry together. But and would, not letting her go through the flight data. They could have falsified the flight yeah, data. easily right. falsified the flight data and just let her do her investigation right. until she comes up with, with the, the same scenario with the solution. Oh, it wasn't this accident, but it was this right. accident. I found the solution. Good for you, Henry. I'm going to help you do this. And Henry could steer her into the solution. Right. That would be logical. Henry would help her. To get, yeah. You know. So I love the whole Andy and Carter. Oh, the, the heist. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love the beginning where Andy was going to make a mass arrest. Yeah. I was just thinking of making a mass <laughs> arrest. <laughs> All right. I need your help with something. Would it be building a strange that detector out of stolen equipment? Why would you say that? I've been noting the stream of devices passing by. I was going to make a mass arrest later on. I love that Carter talks him into going on this heist yeah. with him, even though he doesn't want to. And he's so excited when he gets there. Yeah. He's just so excited to be part of it. <laughs> this is so exciting. What's the plan, boss? What is inside that building? So, you go in, grab the array. I'll keep watching. Right. The only thing is, the massive electrical fields in that building might disable my CPU. So better yet, you go, and I'll keep watch. And I love that he can't lie. Yeah. I'm Deputy Andy, local law enforcement. Is off limits, deputy. Military personnel only. Senator Wynn's orders. Did I miss the memo? Oops. Sorry, my bad. You want to tell me exactly what you're doing here? Sure. The sheriff and I are here on a late night mission to steal your arc second pulse array. Right. <laughs> but it worked for them. Yeah. Yeah. And then how he's a jailbird later. Yeah. Yesterday I was an officer of the law. Today, I'm a jailbird. A con in the pokey up the river. And Carter must have gotten rid of the key he had hidden in the brick. Yeah. In case he locked himself in. Well, that was Andy Griffith. Andy no, but Carter Griffith, did that. Yeah, but Andy Griffith had it yeah. too. Yeah, because that's how Warren escaped when he had Carter's memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hide a key. Hide a key yeah. in the brick. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so I guess he got rid of that. Then Joe comes and saves the right. day. She finally got Carter's messages. Yes. Now, the one science bit in this thing is Kevin, when he was explaining his theory. Kevin basically got it right with the, uh, well, with the description of the strangelets. Okay. He basically got that right. And I was like, wow, that's pretty good. Whether or not that leads to a trail of the ship and everything. But when he explained it to Carter, what a strangelet was, Mm -hmm. that was pretty good. Why can't they do that more often? Well, I think they tried to. I don't know if maybe everything went out the window. I know, I remember reading, and I think we've even talked about it, that they tried to base everything... On actual science. On actual yeah. science. And maybe it doesn't work, but it could theoretically work. Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't pay a lot of attention to the science. You would know yeah. better. But I don't know if that just kind of went out the window or if they abandoned that in the last couple of seasons. Because you didn't seem to have as much problem with the science in the earlier season. Because except for the, the artifact. But that was Yeah, well, the artifact was the artifact. That was the whole, you know, uh, Hindu mysticism right, part right. of it. That was stupid. It was supposed to be about science. But other than that, I don't remember you having a problem with the science until we got to yeah. liftoff. No, not liftoff. Story of O2. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they just kind of abandoned their realistic science approach. It's not so much that they abandoned the realistic science. They abandoned the explanations of it, where a simple sentence could explain the craziness of it. For instance, when they were, you know, stuck in a capsule and they're going to use the faster than light drive Mm -hmm. to come down and impact the earth. That's a world ending event. And they think, oh, well, if they come down, they'll hit the earth. They'll both die. 
No, everybody on the planet right. would die. Right, and I remember you saying yeah. all they had to do was say. And if they said that, that would make the episode even better. Right. Now it's even more important that they get this catcher thing to catch them. They didn't think of it. Maybe they had to cut it. You never know. Why would you cut because the when you're thing, looking, the one when you, thing that makes it better. Because when you're looking to cut 30 seconds from an episode... Then you cut the, the sentence where those two could die. And you leave in the sentence that yeah, you guess. could crack the planet in half. If they hit the Earth faster than light, you crack the planet in half. That's a little more important. True. But Kevin's explanation of the strangelets was dead on. And he knew what he was talking about. He always seems to. They kind of overlook him all yeah. the time. Even when he was the original Kevin. Yeah. The various Kevins they had throughout the season. <laughs> the first autistic yeah. Kevin. Well, there was a couple of those, too. Well, we weren't sure about the second one. We weren't sure if he was still autistic. He had the thing in his ear, but we don't know. If that was well, that was made. the one scene with the... Uh, I call him the rogue Kevin. Yeah. Because he was only there for that one scene. Right. But then they, from the original Kevin to the Kevin that gets kidnapped by... That was a different kid? That was a different kid. I think kid. it was. Yeah, I think was, it was, was a it? different kid. Looked oh, like a different kid I never, to me. I never thought I never was. looked at the credits to yeah, see what his name was. I'll have was. to go back but and look. But the, the center rogue Kevin didn't even look like... Yeah. But even back then when Carter insisted he could do this equation... Yeah. And they all pushed him aside. And, you yeah. Know, we, we, we haven't seen uh, General Mansfield in a while. Huh. Yeah. General Mansfield. He's uh, on vacation or something. He's... <laughs> I don't reassigned. know what made me think of him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a lot of stuff written down about Strangelets. I got obsessed with it. <laughs> Kevin says that there's a hypothetical particle, equal parts up and down in a strange quart. Right, and know. then he did say we have to prove they exist. It's been suggested that Strangelets could be part of dark matter, but that's just another theory. But the interesting thing about the whole thing is they're made up of quarks. There's only six of those. Up, down, strange, charmed, top, bottom. Six elementary particles that make up the entire universe. Okay. Okay? That's amazing. (laughs) Six small little things make up the entire universe. (laughs) Okay. And they're going to use those things to find the Mm astrays. And they do. Yeah. Yeah. Once they figure out it was a heist. Yeah. And then they find out where it is, storm the place. They find everybody who's gone. That's when Carter realizes who's in charge. Yeah. And he goes back to your favorite thing. The hologram reenactment. The reenactment to see her smug face. And I think it stuck out for me more, the reenactment, because I'm trying to think of what episode it was. Um, The one that Warren has Jack's memories. The relationship auditor, Warren. Okay. Yeah, the little guy. guy. Yeah. What's the name of that episode? I don't know. I have no idea. Well, anyway, the reenactment thing stuck out for me because Doug Gramley, through the whole episode, is, why don't they just check the tapes? (laughs) (laughs) Because they never do that. Nobody has any video of anything. Yeah. But they have these giant reenactments. Yeah, holographic reenactments that they could walk through. But when they want to know who shot an arrow into the Astraeus, they don't have any footage. Well, maybe it's only certain things. Apparently. But you would think a place like GD would have surveillance everywhere. It's kind of like Doctor Who in those fixed points in time. Those those fixed points are the only ones that get uh, warrant holographic representations. All right, so Holly's dead. Holly's dead. (sighs) 
and Jack Kilder. Jack well, slash Wynn. Jack and yeah, and that was almost seeing Jack kill Holly was disturbing for me. Yeah, like I said, it's a but you knew it wasn't really Jack that did it. I know that. Like well, I said, yeah. I've seen it him was, play evil people. Yeah, it he was, was Jack's, evil. In Jack's Maven. Matrix, right? Uh, counterpart. That yeah, did it. but <laughs> this was Carter, even though it was his Matrix. Still, I, I enjoyed her jumps of logic while yes. she was deciding what was going on. Yes. Once she hit her conclusion, that's when that's she when had he... to go. Maybe, because that could be a logical answer to all of this. I could be having delusions, which could be caused by a lot of things. Schizophrenia, of course, or a brain tumor, or cocaine addiction, or temporal focal yeah, epilepsy. Yeah, long shot. Or it could be an infection of some kind. Mm-hmm. Malaria or lupus could cause delusions. True. Or I could just be dreaming. I could be in some awesome NREM dream cycle. We're going to get you to talk to Allison. Okay. Allison. Right. Allison yeah. saw the dragon disappear. Yeah, she did. Oh my god. It didn't disappear. It derezzed like the scratches on my arms. They're all processor glitches. Like 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 part of a computer game freaking out. Wait, we could all be inside some totally advanced computer construct that just looks and feels like the real world and we wouldn't even know it. And when killing her was disturbing too. Yeah. And you can see that Beverly is not uh, as evil as Beverly. Beverly's not. Don't want to call her evil, right? She's not evil. She's she has a mission. She's in her a mind. true believer, right? And she does what she thinks has to be done. Yeah. But I don't think killing is never in her. She's a true believer, and you could see that she's not down with this at all. Yeah, she's down with the science, right? With keeping these yeah, people. She, there's into a line. That. She, it's okay for yeah. her to hijack people, and from what they said at the beginning, they can keep them there forever. Yeah, they're living their lives in the she's matrix. Okay with taking 21 people. Yeah, and having them live in a matrix. Forever, and that's okay with her. But the line, I guess, for her is killing somebody. Yeah. Well, the line isn't killing just somebody. Killing a killing a brilliant important scientist, scientist right. that could bring them the things that you right. need. Wind just pulls the plug. Yep. And so, we will end it with that. That's it. Yep. So we'll be back next week, I think, with Kim. All right. Bye. 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 Okay, DC, tell us what's next. Join us next time for Season 5, Episode 3, First Quit. Bye. Bye. Bye now. Bye. Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page. Yeah, that can't be good. At Facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch. Or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at EurekaRewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at EurekaRewatch at gmail. We would love to hear from you. And we're now also available on Google Play. Oh, what? Wait, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm doing that's, this? That's I'm sorry. Good. I got this cold Between, in here. You're cold? Yeah. You're kidding me. <laughs> Are you? No. Okay. <laughs> Are we going to leave that part in? We should leave that off. I mean, it's, it's quite possible that I'm sweating to death and everybody else is freezing, but <laughs> I, I don't think that's the case today.